Welcome to Hope. Housing opens possibilities everywhere. Habitat for Humanity of Newcastle County's new podcast for those who are interested in affordable housing in Delaware and how Habitat for Humanity works with local stakeholders to confront the affordable housing crisis and bring people together to build home, communities, and hope. Welcome to another episode of Hope. I'm your host, Kevin Smith, the CEO of Habitat for Humanity of Newcastle County. And joining me today are two very special guests, Dennis Martin, our Restore Manager in Middletown, and Elijah Druitt, our Restore Manager at Price's Corner. We're going to be talking today about all things about the Restores, from what kind of treasures you can find there at the store and how it all helps us to build homes, community, and hope. What I want to start out with first off is just allowing the chance to, for each of them to introduce themselves. I'm going to start with Dennis, who happens to be one of our longer tenured employees here at Habitat and at the Restores. Dennis? Hello, everybody. I've been with Habitat for Humanity, especially on the Restore side, for coming on my sixth year. I'm very proud of the work that we do here. I hope you really get some entertainment value and some information about what a great opportunities we have here at the Restore for some great items. Thanks, Dennis. What led you first to come work for Habitat and the Restores? I wanted to focus on, on a job that was mission-based. I'm kind of a helping person by nature. And the more I learned about this organization, the more I wanted to be a part about it, especially the impact it has on our community. You know, I really found that it has a healing quality to it. The good work that you do, it's good for your soul and it does great benefits for the community. I'm very proud of the work that we do and proud to be part of that. And you you first started working for us at the Price's Corner location. And how long did you work there, Dennis, before you moved down to help us with the Middletown store? It was really kind of battlefield promotions. I started off driving the trucks from Price's Corner at the Restore up there. Then I was running the floor, and then we needed some help down in the Middletown location. So since Middletown is where I live, I know quite a few people here. It was a natural transition for me, but quite the challenge to try and grow the smaller store and kind of turn it around and and get it to be where it is today. Very proud of the work that we do down here, but both stores have tremendous value. So we hope everybody can visit them too. And then Elijah, you're newer to Habitat and the Restores. What first got you involved with us and how long have you been working for Habitat? Well, I've actually been with Habitat about uh, eight months now. And what piqued my interest was just the interest in wanting to be on a build site and building some homes. And I didn't actually make the connection earlier on. I had visited the Restore a few times and never made the connection that the Restore and Habitat were one and the same. So when I did and saw the opportunity to come on board as the Restore manager was there, I I think I actually missed the deadline. And then I reached out to you, Kevin, as you know, I shot you an email because I wanted to put my bid in in order to get on board here. You know, Habitat has done amazing things in the community. And prior to coming on to Habitat, I've been district manager for another organization. And some of the stores were right there in downtown Wilmington. So being able to see the impact firsthand of knowing how those homes looked, knowing some of the blocks that I would drive through, and just the change from not just the homes that are being built and the neighborhood changing, but there weren't the number of people that were hanging out on the corners 
back when I would drive through checking on my stores to where they are today, where, I mean, you can walk down the blocks and you can see children playing in the block on the streets and on the sidewalks again. And I didn't see that two, three years ago. It didn't look like that at all. So it's a night and day difference. So that impact alone let me know that there's power in helping to generate the funds at the ReStore that we do in order to to put back into Habitat in order to help grow some of the programs, the repair programs in the Rock the Blocks and the things that we're doing to help change the neighborhood and change the community for the better of the people. So it's an awesome, awesome thing all the way around. You know, most people, when they hear about Habitat for Humanity, they, they know something about our construction operations. We utilize volunteers, but they're less familiar with the restores and kind of how we operate our stores, the fact that we have a retail business within our organization. So I want to turn towards more of the operational aspect of what both of you do day in and day out. Now, Dennis, can you talk to us, just kind of give us a succinct explanation of what you and your employees and volunteers do every day? Well, I'll tell you, Kevin, uh, what we do every day, it's kind of like going through someone's basement, right? You never know what we're going to get. You never know what's going to be in a box. When a donation comes in the back door and people are cleaning out, maybe they might be downsizing. Maybe they might have moved. It's really interesting. They give us all kinds of treasures. We process them in the back door. We go through them and evaluate them. Our goal is to try and sell as much as we can, as fast as we can, for as much money as we can. Within reason, we try to be very fair in our pricing. But people donate all kinds of items to us. Might be a sofa, might be a bedroom set, a dresser. We do great with housewares and hand tools. The ReStore, it's, it's a very unique environment because you never know what's coming in the back door. It's a retail store, but it's it's unique in that you don't order items per se. We have some items that we do, like paint supplies, but for the most part, we rely on donations. And those donations can range from artwork and hand tools and dishes, all kinds of items. There really is some great value here. You know, I think we provide a terrific service. And we sort through them, we clean them, we display them and price them and, and like set it up like a regular retail store. We really work well with volunteers alike who come in and help us process that. You know, our goal is to fund the operational side of of Habitat. We take great pride in the money that we raise. And that's kind of our day-to-day operations, Kevin. So you talk about all the donations that come to us. The Prices Corner Store, where you are, Elijah, is really our hub. Uh, It's the larger of the two stores. It's where our trucks are. Can you go over kind of the operational piece, how many days we're operating, the trucks, the drivers, the effort it takes to go get the, this, these materials so that we have enough product to sell? So right now we're running two trucks for three days of the week. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we run two trucks. So we have four drivers out For the most part, we try to send trucks down to Middletown at least once a week so that we can drop off goods for them. But the trucks are out from 10 a.m. to sometimes they're not getting back to about four or five. So they're on average, they're doing about five or six pickups a day. So those pickups could fill the truck and then they have to come back and drop off and then go back out, depending on how large some of the donation pickups are. At a minimum, they have to have two items for us to go out and pick up. 
So we have those one-offs where we might only have two items. Most of the times they're larger. There are four or five. Sometimes it could be a complete kitchen. So it could be upwards of 15 to 20 items from one pickup. So sometimes it gets really, it, it takes a, a lot of coordination to make sure that, you know, when Holly is scheduling these donations, that if it's going to be a large order, that she routes the drivers back towards the store and then back out. So sometimes it's a group effort. It takes the drivers as well as the donations coordinator to make sure that we're running as efficiently as possible to be able to get the trucks out on the road and back in and back out. So you're describing a pretty big operation there. You mentioned Holly. She's the person that people deal with when they want to make a donation and they call the store. She schedules them. We have drivers, trucks out on the road. These are people that we're paying. So I think that it kind of deals with this myth that everything that comes into the store is free. We have an operational cost to go get it. I know that for some people, the store is just a place to find a good bargain. And maybe sometimes people can clue into what the mission is uh, of the ReStore to help our housing operations. Dennis, can you talk about how do you combat some of those myths, those common things that that people misunderstand? And and what do you what do you see? What do you experience the, the things that people don't understand about us? Some of the myths of the ReStore. When I first started, one of the things people used to come in and say is, is this the store that restores furniture? So, you know, the name would kind of get them off to, to a little bit of a funny start. And so we would just kind of explain to them. I always said, no, but this is kind of what we do. People have asked us to a couple other things as they said, do you have to be a part of Habitat to shop here? No, you do not. Everybody it is open to the public. We want as many people shopping, donating and volunteering here as possible. People say, is this the place that we come for a free house? No, it's not. We work very hard to raise funds to facilitate building homes. We do hear that quite a bit that we hear, well, you get all this stuff for free. Well, we have operating costs. We have rent. We have all kinds of things that are built in that, that we work very hard to kind of offset. You know, it's, it's really, it's a challenge. But I think once you tell people kind of what we do, what the mission is about building homes and how it's a benefit for the community. I think people are really surprised at what we do and they really enjoy shopping here. I always say, once you come in once, we got you. You're going to be so thrilled with what we have and because it changes constantly. So that's a huge, uh, huge benefit for us that we have uh, so much merchandise coming in here. It changes all the time. And once people know that mission, they really enjoy it, too. They enjoy shopping here. That's great. You raised some really great points there about the things that people don't quite get initially until they interact with us. We're not a normal construction company either. Uh, we're using volunteers about 50% of the time. And the, the ReStore is a different kind of retail operation than you see out in the market. And I know, Elijah, you have a lot of retail experience before you came to Habitat. Can you just kind of talk about what this has been like managing a restore versus managing other retail operations. Well, I can tell you right from off the top, it's it's way more fulfilling managing the restore than a regular retail organization. When we're excited about sales goals and we're excited about hitting numbers here at restore, we're excited because we know that 90% of that is going right back into Newcastle County and we know that that's going to impact the community overall. 
you know, working at these other retail places that I did, you know, those sales are going to help our stock grow. Those sales are going to help the CEO. Those sales are going to help perhaps hopefully get some store bonuses. So it's a different type of excitement when you know that you're doing it for a cause that's helping. I mean, for me, that makes me feel good when I leave here every night, knowing that when we hit sales goals for the day or knowing that customers are excited about making these purchases, it makes it all worthwhile. So when we're talking about managing this restore versus managing another box retailer, the difference is knowing that when you're talking to these customers here, you're having this conversation, you're getting to know them, you're knowing what their needs are, and you're helping them to fulfill their needs. Whereas when you go to a regular retail place, they may be dictated by the price, they may be dictated by the store, they may be dictated by the items that they're looking for. Here, there's going to be something that they're looking for. If they're coming to look for a sofa, there's a variety of sofas. If they're coming to look for a dining table, there's a variety of dining tables with a variety of price points that can fit their need. If they're coming looking for construction materials, there's a variety of those items as well. If houseware items, it's almost like they're going in there and they're finding treasures. So it's just a different experience overall because the customer makes it a different experience because when you see the looks on their faces, when they're thrilled that they got something or when they're thrilled at the price, or in some cases where we do a lot of zany things over here at PC, where just this Saturday we did you know, pick a card Saturday when they're pulling out a card and knowing that they're about to get 10% off of their item and they're excited about that. And those things just help make it all feel worthwhile for me. And working at this store gives me a kind of human connection that I didn't really get at any of the other retailer places that I've worked at in the past. Both of you have touched on the aspect that the restores utilize volunteers. It's not just our construction sites that people come out and hammer and nail. They also are a big part of what we do day in, day out with the restores. Dennis, can you talk about the significance that the volunteers play in what we do in the restores? The volunteers, Kevin, are, are essential to what we do. It's open to anyone. We get quite a few students. We get quite a few folks who have just retired and are looking for something to do. The nice thing about working in the restore is that you're out of the elements, we're air conditioned and heated, and we try and set up the volunteer to something that they're comfortable doing. It could be sorting books, it could be going through DVDs, it could be fixing things, it could be cleaning the furniture. The volunteers are absolutely critical. So many of our volunteers who are regulars call the restore place their therapy. They want to feel a part of a community. They want to feel like they're helping and giving back. And the Restore is a, a terrific opportunity for it. It's also great for students who have National Honor Society requirements. High school kids come in. We've had fraternities and sororities from Dell State and UD come in. They can work and they can do all kinds of things. They can help load out. They can help unload trucks. They can help clean. They are absolutely critical to what we do. We love our volunteers and we welcome the opportunity to work with everyone. It's a fun place to work. We try and keep it happy and light. We play some music. We have some snacks. It's a really wonderful time. And you get to bond with people, too. We've had so many people who really enjoy their volunteer experience at the Restore. The volunteers are just so essential. One of the things we're really focused on right now is growing the number of volunteers that help out at the Restores. Again, somebody could volunteer one day a week. 
for maybe one day a month. But we're really encouraged by the growing number of volunteers that are helping at our restore. So thanks for explaining kind of their significance. I want to turn to something, a more current event that's going to occur here very shortly. Our Prices Corner Store, which is one of the largest in the region with the Habitat Restores in Delaware, Maryland, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey, we're about to celebrate our 10th anniversary in that location off of Kirkwood Highway. Elijah, can you tell us about the plans we're making to celebrate that 10th anniversary? So we're excited to know that we're going to have a three-day celebration starting on our actual anniversary, which is November 10th. We're going to have t-shirt giveaways as well as an anniversary cake. We'll have Mix 99.5 here. They'll be broadcasting live, letting folks know what's happening while it's happening. On Friday, we'll be doing DIY dance party. So there'll be customers here that are experts in the DIY field that will be doing DIY demonstrations while we're also doing line dancing throughout the store. Saturday, we're going to end with a couple of food trucks outside, ending on a celebration on a high note with discounts off of merchandise as well as more giveaways. It's just going to be a fun time over the whole three-day stretch. The goal is to be able to get folks to come out and enjoy and get to know the Restore, mingle with our staff as well as the volunteers, just to have a great time, just to see what we're doing and to be a part of what we're doing. So that's November 10th through the 12th. That's our three-day anniversary sale to try to get people on. It sounds like you've got a lot of other great activities that are going to be going on there at the store for people maybe who've never been able to check it out before to see what the restores are all about. I'm really excited about that celebration and for what that might do for us, but also encouraging more people to come out. So we've touched on the donors and the effort it takes to go get material. And then we've also touched on the importance of volunteers. And so the anniversary kind of dovetails into another important component, and that is our customers, people who shop at the store. And again, Dennis, you kind of talked about the range of materials from construction materials to furniture, household goods. Talk to us a little bit about your experiences with the customers. I know we see people from all walks of life. You kind of touched on one of the myths is not just for low-income people to come shop, that anybody can shop in the store. Do we have regular shoppers that come into the stores? Oh, Kevin, our customers, are it's, it's a pleasure working with them. You do have some challenging customers for sure, but they love this place. They truly have a passion for it. We absolutely have regular customers. We have some folks that when we have a truck, they'll come in once in the morning to see what came in the previous afternoon, and they'll come in later that afternoon to see what the truck brought us. They are very smart. They are sharp, but they're also kind and good-hearted. Our customers, they know true value, and they keep us on our toes. They do the research just like we do when we're pricing things. So to let folks know, when an item comes in, we research it. We look up uh, on the websites of Big Lots or Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever might be the case, and we try and make it fair market value. We want to make sure that the customer is, is happy with their purchase and the quality of the item and the price that we put on there. And what we've found is that we've got a lot of repeat customers. Like I said previously, once you come in and you see the quality and the value that is here in both stores, you become addicted to it and you keep coming back more and more. 
And then when you learn the mission and what our purpose is, it really is inspiring. And I think it's a a big piece of, of why customers keep coming back time and time again. We really enjoy our customers. We love having them. Please spread the word, folks. Please get the word out and share it with your neighbors and your coworkers. Tremendous value here in both stores. Thanks, Dennis. And thanks, Elijah. This is part one of a two-part series here on our podcast, Hope, where housing opens possibilities everywhere, particularly about our restores. So on our next episode, we're going to hear more from Dennis and Elijah about some of the stories, about some of the folks that they work with, maybe some of the high points or challenges that we face with the restores and how people can engage with us more. But again, we want to thank you for listening to this episode. Join us on the 15th of every month for new episodes about how we are working to build homes, community, and hope in Newcastle County, Delaware. If you're interested in learning more about Habitat Newcastle County, please visit our website at www.habitatncc.org or to donate, visit habitatncc.org backslash give. Give.